Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the fourth of the Lost Early Work episodes. These are the episodes that were recorded deep in the murky depths of the COVID-19 pandemic, lost in the sands of time, and then uncovered by archaeologists, a.k.a. me, in a Dropbox folder, and released to you, the unwashed public. Well, guess what? This episode features Sophie Duca, best known for Taskmaster, also R.I.P. Mock the Week, and on tour at the moment, Sophie Duca with her show Hag. Go and see that. You can get tickets on her website. I'm also on tour at the moment with my show Spilt Milk, if you want to see that you can get tickets on her website very strangely but i appreciate the marketing if we're in the same town on the same night why not go and see the first half of my show the second half of hers very simple do i have to plan your whole lives for you i must warn you before this episode begins adult themes that's crucial okay she's the third person early work to do fan fiction but she's the first one to do erotic fan fiction aka slash fiction this is, is filth, okay? It's about Harry Potter, and she's making different characters in Harry Potter kiss and snog each other and more and do more to each other. And it gets a little graphic, and this is what she was willing to share. I think it gets a lot more graphic. If you want to find the live journal, then her username, I think there is a code for you to discover what her username is, so listen carefully. Then you can go find it on the website. She tries to stop that happening, but I think it is possible listening back to it. Anyway, it's filthy. Don't listen to it. Uh, out loud in public, I imagine, um, or you'll seem like a little Harry Potter wizard pervert. But I wish you the best with the episode, and I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. Joining me this week on another lockdown early work is the incredible Sophie Juker. Hello, Sophie. Hello. You. Um, for those of you that don't, thank you. <laughs> My name is Reese. Um, for those of you. <laughs> Um, for any listeners who don't know Sophie, uh, Sophie's probably best known for sharing an inverted commas dressing room with me in Edinburgh 2019 as our shows clashed in a classic uh, downstairs upstairs venue rivalry. Well, it's not a rivalry, I suppose. But I just was thinking about that today and that dressing room sharing before an Edinburgh show is quite an intimate, it's um, very intimate. experience emotionally because that's like we caught each other at those that 10 minutes before an Edinburgh show. An Edinburgh show is a pretty nerve-wracking yeah uh, you see people i'd say negative experiences <laughs> yeah i think that yeah i don't think i think you should yeah they're negative it's not it's, yeah. like, it's a negative experience something bad is happening so something good can happen um, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah means to an end it's absolute means to an end stuff edinburgh we saw each other at our lowest i know and i feel like seeing you in that time seeing you whenever i see you outside of that time which is all the rest of the time <laughs> There's always like a there's like a sheet there's like a mirror image overlaid mm. over what's happening which is that moment of intimacy and vulnerability. Yeah, I mean, I don't know because I always wonder I've got an image of what I'm like before I go on stage when I'm nervous, but I don't actually think it adds up with reality at all. I don't think you seem nervous. So that's the first thing. I think you should seem quite focused. Like you always seem like you've got <laughs> your, ga oh, your game face on. You seem quite direct. You move with purpose. But I mean, maybe behind that, you're like, what? 
gonna happen? This doesn't help the image people have of me of being this soulless robot that has no empathy. Um, But uh, I, in my head, I basically just constantly say, this is inconsequential and nothing matters before I go on stage. I'm just like, oh, none of this matters because at the end of the day, I'm just going to go home and have a yogurt. So who gives a shit? But in reality, I'm obviously saying that because I'm like thinking I'm bad at this and it's going to go badly. Yeah. Do you say that to yourself in any other context like before... The first day <laughs> i'm just gonna, gonna have go, a yogurt yeah there's always gonna be yogurt at the end of this this bit yeah, is inconsequential yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i remember you lying on the floor a few times in that dressing room yes i did i did i wasn't injured i was just um <laughs> i don't even know if i was tired i don't know if it was the way there was one day where you were really hung over mm, yeah, i remember one you were just day. lying Thank on the floor you, <laughs> you were hiding yeah yeah you were hiding behind you were like behind something yeah. and you were lying on the floor yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're it, it was like you'd been murdered because your boots were just coming out of the end of this. My boots like... were sticking out. Yeah, I, I was sort of like <laughs> Wicked Witch of the Worst when she's got the nice slippers. But thankfully, no one stole them. Uh, I, yeah, I felt like I had to hide behind some scenery because there's very few places to just be alone in Edinburgh. Basically, there's yeah. nowhere to be alone in Edinburgh. Oh, and we should say that dressing room had upwards of 10 people in it at all times. Yeah. I mean, it was always so busy with like tech people and venue staff and just people just moving props around and shit it was a fucking nightmare and it was tiny it was a bloodbath i miss it yeah exactly yeah (laughs) what i wouldn't give to be able to go in a small room with 10 people now oh well um now sophie if i had to guess what you were like at school and i do um whatever it is the following you went to a girl's school uh which i assume is a pretty hostile environment so I can imagine the tiniest sort of slip up there impacts on your social standing for years to come. So one opinion on a band that differs from the consensus, one day wearing your bag a bit differently to everyone else, you're toast, game over. So I can imagine you maybe weren't as creatively out there at school as people might think you were, given sort of how confident you are now. Um, maybe you confining any creativity uh, and sort of creative writing to the privacy of your bedroom, never to be shared or spoken about. Possibly you had a secret Tumblr or blog spot because you might slightly predate Tumblr in your teenage years um, wow. where these things went. Well, I did <laughs> um, where these things went. Uh, I can imagine you kind of having a different identity somewhere online where you were like an absolute queen, like Habba Hotel or some forum somewhere where you were just like the Don and everyone was just like, what? But at school, you just never know that. And you had like obviously a different name. Um, but I think you'd have to play it pretty straight down the middle at a girls' school uh, to survive. I'd wager you did drama, possibly even extracurricular drama, but maybe not as far as school plays. I don't know what the school play situation is at a girls' school. Um, if it's just like the reverse of theatre for years where it's just all girls playing male parts <laughs> instead of Shakespeare. Um, I guess you were good at English and I reckon probably teachers thought you had some sort of spark that they could maybe like nurture into something uh, like Dead Poet Society, but you weren't interested at the time. So you'd just be like, oh, shut up, miss. I'm going to the park with my friends. I don't care that you think I'm a genius or whatever. Uh, I'll also guess that if you had a tie, you wore it almost comically short or in lieu of a tie at a girls' school, some sort of tiny uniform rebellion you thought meant something that absolutely no one gave a shit about. Is any of this in any way correct? Wow. I mean, read me to filth. I... <laughs> I did, you did know that I went to a girls' school, correct? You, that was established mm-hmm. in your brain. Okay, cool. That wasn't a guess. That yeah. wasn't just like, okay, girls' school. <laughs> I would say did not have a tie. So that was the biggest error. Yeah, didn't have a tie. Okay. That's, did... why I, that's why I qualified another uniform Yeah, no, uh, there was definitely rebellion. minor uniform rebellion. Basically, like there was a special place that you could get a uniform, but then we were just trying to make like trousers like firstly started wearing trousers when I discovered feminism uh and uh just thought I could get some like cords from Jane Norman and wear those and also converse instead of actual school uniform also the skirt rolling up was a big rebellion at the time I was good at English I did do drama um what else did you say uh yeah I don't feel like it was like the way that you imagine girls school it's quite interesting how not girls imagine girls school because they either imagine it as like Sexy Centrinians, bar time, sleepover, playtime, sure. Les Fest, or prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to prison, didn't you I? Like, I really, yeah, it was. If I you're suppose, yeah, this middle ground. Yeah. It's just a normal school. <laughs> uh, your non existent tie was out of line, then for years you would be branded with the sign of the beast. Uh, <laughs> but I think I. 
there was one thing that was quite good about girls' schools because you didn't have the boys right there, like they were outside or at the weekend. You could be quite weird. So there was mm. a bit of creative weirdness that happened in school. I had a weird magazine in year seven with like three the, other what girls. What do you mean that you set, you set we it like up? Inve- no, we, we invented a magazine where we'd write about issues like pertaining to... 11 year olds and one of them I think the like the headmistress of the school at the time was really keen that like the girls like get involved and stuff and like like have debates and stuff like what would you want to debate about and I was like I want to debate lowering the age of consent <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell what an absolute minefield for a teacher to have to deal with there just, like, just to basically go you horny little shit <laughs> shut up <laughs> I didn't I didn't say because I wanted to have sex I just thought it was like well clearly people are having sex under the age of consent so why don't we make it like I don't know, 14. Um, I suppose to be fair, you said you wanted to you wanted to debate lowering the age of consent. I assumed you were in favour of it. I mean, maybe you were going to say, and my my position is, don't. Keep it the same. <laughs> keep it the same. Weird debate to bring up. Yeah, weird, 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 weird point to make. But, but so was that in, did that, did that go into the magazine? I think, I, I think it, we didn't, we were like, we were told to stop writing the magazine. So maybe it was a bit like prison because they were like, it's not regulated what you're putting in here. I think this spiralled after I'd implied that I was I wanted to lower the age of consent for some pre-teenagers. Um, so you had propaganda about... You had banging propaganda and they were like, let's not do this. I mean, that's a bit like prison, but I don't think in prison you can start a magazine in the first place. Oh. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry to disappoint you if you were looking forward to prison, but uh, I think you'd, you wouldn't get away with that. Okay, well... Um, what other sort of stuff would have been in that magazine? Oh, that one. So we all had aliases like it was me and three other friends uh, and we all had like sort of alter egos the magazine was called alter ego but it wasn't spelled alter ego <laughs> because it was the noughties maybe uh so it was like alter ego um, oh shit so alta yeah i mean that's not that that's not that weird but i think we also like sp- probably put the e the wrong way around trying to be like i don't know we try to make it cool yeah and it was just like the most inane fucking drivel <laughs> it was just like it was just like, like i don't know what was it was just like maybe like some like little stories like stuff about people in the year um it kind of deteriorated because we started catfishing a guy in greece um <laughs> <laughs> but it was like that collective that had started the magazine the magazine had like two issues but we as the collective alter ego really took that name literally <laughs> and uh, yeah and convinced a teenager in greece that he was talking to a beautiful model called carmen when he was speaking to for what purpose for just to prove that catfishing is real just to prove i think oh no i think he'd spurned my friend because she was a child and he was like a slightly older teen and so we were like he's really you know arrogant we're gonna make him fall in love via msn and hotmail with a beautiful model So you're on his side and to be fair all right thinking people would be because that is quite (laughs) Um, mean uh no it just it just brings back memories of uh people attempting to do this throughout school i mean it was the big M- i think we're pr- the same age right so it yeah, was yeah. a really similar it was a really big msn era and so it was sort of the first time this was possible and i remember um i don't know if i've told this on this podcast before but i remember once this insanely because couldn't you have a you could do like a video call on msn couldn't you um so. or you could like send like pictures and stuff and like, there was yeah, this the movie pictures you just get added by this random email address and then they would just start chatting to you and then there was this one that sent a gif and it was like this in this like almost supermodel looking girl sent this gif to like 13 year old me and my friends and then all of us were chatting like who the hell is this and then it was like oh it's lucy's cousin they, they, they've said oh, they're lucy's cousin yeah, that's so then none of my mates except me thought to message lucy saying is this your cousin and then i messaged her and she was like no 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 that's not my cousin and then 10 minutes later, she got back in touch with me to say, oh, it is my cousin. I forgot. And I was like, oh, so the person doing this prank <laughs> has obviously got in touch with you to say, say it's, say it's your cousin, for fuck's sake. What was weird about it is he was trying to get um, dick pics off everyone. Oh, he was in the year above. What? Trying to get all these dick pics oh. off of all me and my mates. He's trying to get I don't di- know. That's an amazing scam. We didn't want dick pics. We just wanted revenge. You did, yeah, exactly. Well, I think this was... I don't think it was so that he could just look at the dick pics. I think he would publish them. I yeah, think the but- idea was that he would then blackmail you or something mm, yeah 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 man and would you do this actually physically together like next to each other on msn or would you just different ones of you would log in in shifts so like we got really i think maybe it's that group that it's their fault that i created work in the way that i did because i did have an online identity we used to 
like first off in like IT, when we first had IT lessons, maybe in year seven, we would just go on uh, shitcity.com, which was a site where people had sex and shat on each other. Uh, and when you... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I mean, I was I was imagining like a second life type thing, but just the city oh, was bad. The city was bad. Yeah, it's kind of right. Yeah, the, city, the city was bad. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was bad. People but... were just eating shit. It was like a really filthy stuff. But as soon as you picked it, you opened it up. Um, loads of pop-ups were like dwarf balloon porn would come up. So it was like a game to close down all the windows. <laughs> this is girls' school before the IT teacher came around to the other side of the room. Then we got a bit more sophisticated right. and we were playing on Neopets, which is a real, like, real sure. about turn. Also this thing called like dolls. You'd make a doll sort of avatar and you'd go and walk around and chat to people and buy things for your doll. But half the dolls were actually middle-aged men creeping on young girls. Did you have a, a online identity, like a secret one, like I predicted at home, where you were some sort of king of the internet? Or was it just that you were doing it with mates? Um, no, I had a secret online identity, but it yes. was possibly the least cool secret online identity you could have because I was writing lots of erotic Harry Potter fan fiction online. And that oh, was good. my, that was my wheelhouse as it were. And, and were you, was it popular? Yeah, it was. I was very, <laughs> I was like, yes. so the thing that is actually, this is actually such a personal part of my life and also hugely embarrassing. And um, I have thought about talking about the fan fiction I wrote when I was little before, but I'm just like, I'm just still too attached to it. I'm like, this is too good. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's not, some of it is really horrific, but I'm just like, I spent hours and hours just like writing loads of, just like I was like god tier expert on all things harry potter uh and i just it just sort of was a, was a way to have a different life and no one no one knew about it no no one knew about it oh my god no. not even like family it was just to oh no. oh i think i showed a story that i wrote to my dad once but he did he it, it, it didn't really react because it was just like a <laughs> sort of a lightly gay story about some teenage boys <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd never showed it to anyone. I, de I would, I would, I kept on thinking like, what happens if I like ever get famous and then I've got this huge embarrassing secret? Um, mm. I mean, uh, to be fair, having looked at the celebrity industry, I think there's some more huge <laughs> embarrassing secrets than having written Harry Potter fan fiction yeah. that are out there. Um, so did you have a screen, like a different name, a screen name? I had a screen name, but I, I don't want to tell you what it was because then you could access literally years of my work oh it's still there it's okay. still there it's still there i once uh i was on i used to go on forums and shit all the time and uh there was a i can't remember what platform this was on because i just would always do these game game things and then go on the forums and then there was a, the guy who just had a username that was just penguin this is when i was in primary school oh, yeah. and i was like fuck that's such a cool name penguin. penguin and then i went into school and was like everyone has to call me penguin now <laughs> why and did then, you do that to yourself yeah i know and then people called me people did go all right but we were like eight and they were like yeah penguin fine and then for like a few people for like a year called me penguin and then i happened to have a very big coat and so it did i did sort of look a bit like a penguin when i walked in this coat and i was bear in mind i i chose this this wasn't bullying this was at my request you, you were like yeah black and white it up baby I'm yeah always i took <laughs> i took a much more route one approach to you to seeing a username i liked rather than doing my own version of it You're i like, just said this i'll is just it. call me yeah i'll just <laughs> have that then i'll just literally nick that um fair enough well i think uh, do you have some harry potter stuff to read um because before we get into that just before we get into that we will uh i was just wondering is any of the aspects like performance wise Obviously, this is what you were writing and this was a secret. But in terms mm -hmm. of putting yourself out there, not in the realms of secrecy, were you performing at all at this age? Did you do any kind of plays or drama or anything like that? I had, I think, minor parts and plays. It is like a reverse Shakespeare where all the girls play the boys' parts. And I think I often did the boys. Like I was like in Dandy Dan's gang when we did Bugsy Malone. Uh, there was nice. a horrific incident where we did do a play this was a bit later in my school career we did a play with a boys school which was the crucible um and uh the boys school drama teacher was like 
I went and like did my audition and she was like, I just really think that Tituba would be an excellent part for you to play. If you haven't seen The Crucible, it's about some sassy young witches living in Salem uh, and they're all white apart from Tituba, who is a slave from the West Indies. And... Fuck it out. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Did you write fan fiction? Any kind of fan fiction ever? No. Um... I feel there's like a memory that's trying to get into my head that isn't arriving, but I did that I sort of stuff. I'll some... tell you what I did do, which is basically a version of fan fiction, is there were these things that a few people, but this wasn't secret because a lot of my friends did it as well. There was a thing called e-feds. Um, have you ever heard of this? So e-feds was like when we were all really into wrestling and like The Rock and Stone Cold, Steve Austin and stuff like that. There were this on this was just pure creative writing. So efeds were just these forums where you would set up and create just through describing it a wrestler for yourself, like a wrestling profile. You'd have a name and then you'd be put in fights against another person. And the way the fight would be won is you write like a two page description of how the fight happens. And you have to include like graphics and like flaming text. And you have to like have all this like design stuff, but also creatively write this fight while someone else creatively writes the fight and then just like someone, a referee, someone who's just made referee for that match just judges whose was the best and you win, you'd get points and like climb the rankings and stuff. Purely just creative writing and design essentially on these forums. And that's basically fan fiction because I was just pretending to be a wrestler and saying, and then that. I choke slammed him and ran onto the turnbuckle and did this. But it was like, who can be really interesting and um, make it look really great. Creative. And like, yeah (laughs) and change like font colors and stuff and there was like yeah and i remember for years there was a guy called cuz just c-u-z whose username was just cuz on this thing and he was just like the boss of this efed and he was just like everyone just he was like the admin everyone was obsessed with him and then it was just this fucking guy i was mates with called will in the year above and then no one knew it was him god i love that um, so yours was Harry Potter because you didn't want to do real people. So you weren't talking about Daniel Radcliffe. No, you were talking oh, about gross. the character. He was not my yeah, mind, yeah, yeah. Harry. My mind, Harry, was feared. I Actually, I think Daniel Radcliffe is a really nice man, but I don't want to play with his wand slash fick him. Mm-mm. So what were, your, what were your slashes? Who were your duos? So I didn't really also do... I didn't really do what is called trio era. I'm going to really lean into be, being very nerdy because this was my life and I can't speak about it in any other way. So trio era is the era of the trio when Harry, Ron and Hermione are all at school. And if I was to write fix in that timeline, the timeline of the Harry Potter books, I'd probably do a little bit of Harry Draco because they're such opposites, you know, but they're also so similar. He's a bad boy. He's a hero. Yeah. You know, can I make it any more obvious? He's blonde. He's like, you know, he doesn't have a good relationship with his parents. His parents are dead. Um, there's actually a song called My My Dad is Rich and Your Dad is Dead um, by a band called Harry and the Potters, which really sums up that dynamic. But I think Harry and Draco is like a key. Is it like, is this is a classic Harry Potter slash fan fiction? So pairing. a lot of people do that one. A lot, Yeah, because it's just like, it's cl- like they've got like, in all the books, there are lines that make you think that they're fucking like, I think Harry goes up to the room of requirement and like whispers through gritted teeth, I want to see what Draco Malfoy is doing inside you. 
and that is <laughs> too much. He oh, always... it writes itself. It writes yeah. its bloody self. Draco Harry to me seems like the high school movie version of this yeah, yeah. is like two like a bully and a victim and then it turns out it was just because the bully was gay and fancied the victim and then but the victim also inexplicably fancies him as well it happens quite a lot in films it happens all the time um and in life but it and it happened <laughs> yeah, yeah so sorry i suppose that is what school was like um when i was bullying all those kids but uh <laughs> but so that was one of your main ones during trio era that that um, was that was yeah that was i would say a secondary one because my era was a different my main era was different my main right okay i'm so i'm like so like no one wants to hear about this do you want to hear about my main <laughs> my main yeah, yeah yeah uh so my main pairing would have been marauder era which is the 70s baby <laughs> uh and it's uh harry's parents so it's james sirius remus peter i right. guess even though he turns out to be a fucking loser and the classic i think possibly the most popular pairing in the whole of harry potter fan fiction is sirius remus sirius remus now oh. look you are speaking to someone who doesn't really know much about, doesn't harry, know potter. Much about harry potter okay so, so Sirius. i've heard those words before but i'm not sure what they mean Sirius black is like the rich kid from a pure blood family who are super evil but he's somehow made friends with the good guys the protagonists the main characters he ends up running away from home like somewhere when he's like 15 16 living with james potter harry's dad and he's got a lot of anger he's got a lot of rage uh he's the kind of guy to wear leather jackets and finger someone behind a quidditch <laughs> pitch he's a cool guy remus sounds good lupin uh is the uh unfortunately named uh werewolf he is like a sensitive bookish um like maybe not like maybe not even that intelligent but kind of like sensitive soul basically okay. like the stand-in for all the teenage girls sort of reading this and they're all best friends so like they've been thrown together like the in-betweeners you got james who's just like i'm captain the quidditch team i love my mates sirius who's got all this stuff going on Le remus who's a werewolf so obviously has a dark secret and is very sensitive and peter who is um slightly overweight and will one day betray them so that's the dynamic <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but no one knows no one knows remus is a werewolf they find out while they're at school and they take they take care of him oh right so they react yeah, in yeah, a positive way they react in a positive way but like i think the werewolf inside remus is sort of in some fix sort of like a metaphor for the big gay you know like the big gay that comes out once a month you go and howl right. at the moon you get really hairy <laughs> so yeah he's yeah, got yeah. all this like repressed <laughs> fucking this monster inside him and it just wants to be able to roam free but it can't be contained inside the sexual mores of the 1970s wizarding community Fuck yeah, it's great. This is this, so you you wrote about these two, Sirius and Remus was your main. I mean, I presume we're going to get to hear some of it, but was he a werewolf during this? Oh, was he like? Did he have? Did they fuck as a as a? Was as he a wolf? werewolf form? Yeah. I mean, I don't think my little 15, 14 year old mind could have encompassed that level of bestiality. But there is, I think, I did write a fic where it's like he's just come down he's come down from the the amazing high of being a werewolf <laughs> i'm fanning myself i know the listener can't see this but i'm fanning myself because oh my god there are so, so many hormones inside such small bodies um so what so you don't have these ones you didn't find these ones so what, have, what slashes did you uh, manage to track down from your sassy ninja account that's not my sassy that? ninja honestly i have about nine tabs open with different fix on them um I I just the thing is I wanted to ask you this and I feel like I didn't because I was like I don't know how erotic that it's it'll be too um too too I don't I don't know how I just really I think they're just they're so emo so some of them are really emo or they're just about like fucking and I don't well, know no, whether I would like a, a, a sample of all of it. I mean, I'm trying to get the full picture here. Yeah. So an emo one, a, a, a sexy one. I'm on board with all of it. An emo one, I mean, one, I don't really... One. I can't even picture a lot of these characters. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, just werewolves and a uh, little boy with glasses. I've got one that was meant to be, like, a funny one, which might be good to start with, but I don't know if it'll yeah, make sense. Yeah, it's, very, it's like a very teenage girl. 
it's like crossing a teenage girl book, which is Georgie Nicholson with Harry Potter. And I might yeah, read that. Yeah, let's dip it's a toe not... with that. That's okay. Gen- let's ease in gently. Okay, let's ease in gently. There is. Um... Okay, so this is uh, a serious Remus fic written in the style of Georgie Nicholson. Um, and it's written like a diary. If you get bored or want me to switch to a later entry where they're actually uh, snogging, uh, I will. (laughs) The dorm, 7.01am. Woke up early to reply to a letter my dear Mutty sent me calling me ungrateful and a blood traitor and a little thief. I wrote back saying, it is not my fault you married Vatty, a man with the personality of a moustache and the moustache of a walrus, and it is just like the aged to take out their anger on the young, who most certainly have not taken 14 galleons and 23 sickles from the left-hand side pocket of their black handbag. Just reread Mutty's letter. She says she is going to kill me. Oh, murder and double poo. She is so ludicrously overreacting. I just borrowed some money from her purse before I left for King's Cross is all. Just because I have no intention of replacing it does not make it stealing. I think I am showing extreme maturosity by being very restrained and not writing the letter in blood as she seems to have done. That's solid. I genuinely think that's solid stuff, humour-wise. Just because, I mean, the, uh, just because I'm not intending to replace it doesn't count as stealing. I mean, that is a, that is a good enough joke. That Thank is a, by easily a good enough joke Thank for you. how old were you then? Uh, ooh, what year is it when I posted it? 15? Solid. That is absolutely solid. I can't really fault it. Um, 701, lovely bit of detail at the start. I mean, um, do you want something worse or something more sexual? <laughs> I'm just, I don't I'm actually like I feel like 15 is too old I'm like this is just t- terrible um, oh I'm going to read you something from when I was significantly older than that so don't okay. worry about that um, no that's nice I mean stylistically that's really nice I think that uh, was like how would that have been received on the internet were people do you want to hear some of the, some, some of the comments mm. so all oh, right so it gets they get comments do they all of these yeah 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 um Kai, maybe I shouldn't read out some people's handles. Uh, I mean, it's very flattering because these are all just like rabid girls. This is like quite a long fic. She wrote, holy crap, this is the best thing I've ever read ever. Well, better than Harry Potter and Georgia Bits put together. It's like a super sum of those two things because you did it and you make everything Marvy. Smiley face and wrecking like, whoa, watch out, smiley face glomps. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a language. I mean, what I uh, love Marvie, is that what's glomps? Glomps is like you're like embracing someone with love. Like you're like it's like a it's like a glomps. it's like a jump. I, I I don't know how I know this, but it's just like you're like loving <laughs> on someone. It's like a gallop to like love on someone, and it's just like little like glomp. I mean, yeah, fair enough. I like that. I um, can't. Do you get like likes on this stuff? Does it get like upvotes equivalent no, kind of thing? No, I feel like so. It's obviously Live Journal um, that this is on. So like, Live Journal was quite. It wasn't about like how great is this. Like people would recommend it, but people would really just comment. So like everyone who engaged with me, like there was no hate. It was all love. People would like give you tips on like how to like improve your stories. I remember there was this uh, user called Minnow53 that I think was actually like a housewife. And I was like, how do you write so good? And it's because she was actually an adult. But she wrote really beautiful little stories. And I was just like, the only people, it's it's only positive online. Whereas Mm. at school, in my prison come sex shop, um, sex shop? Yeah, that's what, that's where I went to school, in a sex shop. In my like sexy prison, my sexy girl school prison, obviously people aren't just nice. But online, mm. in this world of Rima Sirius, people really took care of each other, remembered each other's birthdays, put nice comments underneath their fix. Wow, people remembered each other's birthdays. I mean, this, yeah, fair enough. This is, but this is exactly what I was getting at when in the prediction of this secret identity online where you sort of like. I mean, maybe this isn't what I meant, but like by being like a queen somewhere on the internet, it just me, I meant, sort of meant being like respected and showered with praise in a way that is more difficult to achieve in person at school because everyone's awkward and a teenager, whereas you can be who you want on the internet. And particularly at the time when we were growing up and on the internet, mm-hmm. that's what the internet was like. Now it's horrible. Yeah. Um, but I... back then it was largely quite positive. Yeah. I mean, there were places you could go if you wanted a bit of you know absolutely unacceptable filth yeah <laughs> or cruelty but just like yeah it just really felt like you know who run the world teenage girls on the internet 
Yeah, writing um, about And Harry there's Potter. no way that your parents could even comprehend how to sort of access. Like I had, I had orgies in the comments underneath fan fictions. I had little textual what orgies. The fuck do you mean? Oh my god! So you I would, could you find what, you this, just, but it's quite. It's all okay. So, so that, the equivalent. You're basically sexting other yeah. fanfic. I remember writers. being like turned on. So there was this uh, this this journal called Communiquils, um, and it was basically all the letters people write down from right, like all the letters that characters wrote back from Hogwarts. So you would have an avatar which was a character from somewhere in the world, and you would post a letter. I could read you one of those. I was Fred Weasley. Um, uh, a letter back from Hogwarts but in the comments people would just interact with you like they just bumped into you so they'd be like alright Weasley and you'd be like alright Angelina and then I'd be like you're looking great today Angelina and then you'd go and like shag in a broom cupboard somewhere oh but my then God. I think another journal set up for like a mixer and it was like slightly more adult and like people were just fucking like Fred would fuck like McGonagall um, like Bill and Harry, Professor Flitwick and the Bloody Baron, like everyone was just fucking in the comments. And that was just typing out, like you're wrestling, like very exact, like what you were going to oh do to these people. God, yeah. And yeah, fuck, that's just efeds, but for banging. It's efeds, but for banging. It's more or less cool, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Okay, let's hear another. Let's hear a. Uh, let's come on. We, we're we're pretty deep into this now. Let's hear a horny one. Oh God, I just find it so embarrassing. Uh, okay, I think I'm gonna do the chant. Maybe you can think. You can maybe you can help me. Are we going line by line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yes. go on. Okay, you don't know anything about Harry Potter, so this must seem insane. This is absolutely <laughs> magic. Go uh, ahead. Absolutely magic. Their beaters are all batty boys. Who take it up the chuff. And when they see our big black balls... They'll say they've had enough. <laughs> Their keeper is a wanker. Their chasers have no class. And everybody knows their seeker... Takes it up the arse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. The beaters yeah. are all batty boys who take, take it, it up, up the, the chuff. And, and when, when they, they see our big black balls, balls they say we've had enough. The keeper is a wanker. The chasers have no class. And everybody knows they're good. Takes it up the ass. Very good. That's good stuff. I mean, that would work. I'm going to bring that. When football comes back and fans are allowed in the stadium, I'll be there straight away. The beaters are. The Chelsea are all batty boys who take it up the chuff. Um, oh, it's no, magical misogyny or certainly wouldn't be brave enough to do that. It's yeah. insane. I mean, it, yeah, it's... But, you know... It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, so we definitely need some context now for this. Um, okay. Mm, okay, I just can't... There's another horrible chant. I won't do it. Um, oh, oh, God. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I chat. mean, to be fair, we didn't really reference it... Um, at, while chanting, while I while I was so willing to just chant that horribly offensive chant, I didn't really th- I didn't really consider what these words meant. I got carried away in the music of it all. I think I think it's like so. I think a lot of people worry about being cancelled, and with good reason. Um, and I think it's just like I I think at the time I was like, this is how boys talk, or like this is just like what it is. It didn't even seem particularly controversial when I was like playing Fred, I was just quite sexist a lot of the time, just cause he was a cool boy. I understood that like nice boys. Yeah, and that's well, how boys, but, like, teenage boys talked in those days. Cool, sexually aggressive boys. I'm just like, they're yeah. just gonna, yeah, <laughs> say this. Um, okay, I'm gonna read some of the sex bit. I'm gonna stop after the word cock, cause I'll be two. It's, it's, it's a really short bit of sex. Um, and I didn't often write such explicit stuff. Okay. Okay. You know what, Fred sighed, shooting a sly glance at George. For context, this is after they've done quite a lot of showering, uh, all three of them. Harry's not there because he's rushed back to the castle. This actually references a bit in Prisoner of Azkaban, where someone asks Harry, where are the twins? Oh, when Harry asks the Weasley twins, where's Oliver? And they say, still in the showers, we think he's trying to drown himself. So Oliver Wood right, is the right, captain right, right. of the Quidditch team. Fred and George are Ron's older brothers and real, real tykes. You know what? Fred sighed, shooting a sly glance at George. The spray from the shower subsided. I think our poor overworked Ollie needs to get sidetracked. 
I agree, George nodded, for the greater good. This is not on, Oliver warned, taking a step backwards and slamming his back against the cool linoleum wall. <laughs> We've got a match soon, remember? <laughs> We've got a match soon, remember? Calm down, Fred said airily, taking a step forward and backing Oliver up against the wall. Oliver grunted in unenthusiastic protest and Fred unceremoniously grabbed hold of his cock. Okay, right. I see why you want to leave it there. I assume it's it's going somewhere. It's going somewhere. But there's two... I mean, I can, just... I can read... I just think it's... I, I can read a bit that's no dialogue. That is just... Just sex. But is that too give much? Us, give us, give us, the, give us one sentence, one or two sentences, just so that the, just so we get a full <laughs> picture, and then I think we can move on. Okay. Um, George obligingly handed Fred the soap. I love my use of adverbs. George obligingly handed Fred the soap, and Fred rubbed the bar over Oliver's balls, carefully working the foam up into a thick lather. Oliver groaned as his cock hardened. <laughs> <laughs> He looked George square in the, in the face with pleading brown eyes. George blew him a kiss and began to massage Oliver's pecs, rubbing his nipples between his nipples, his nipples between his fingers. Oliver moaned, his arms hanging limply by his sides, as if it never occurred to him that he could use them to fend off his assailants. Okay, well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah no that's mental that is great i mean it's so and you much were, just the idea of you typing this uh, is just like when you zoom out when you zoom out in this like because you do get kind of lost in the story it's well written um obligingly handing someone the soap does feel like prison uh but you like zoom out and just imagine you typing this at, i'm going to assume a desktop computer it's a desktop computer yeah sometimes um, i wrote it freehand and then typed it up <laughs> oh my god having heard that i cannot wait for you to find out what one of the scoring categories is on this podcast oh, you're gonna no. you, you're, you won't know what to do uh before i score it um let's just to, just to paint the full picture so i get the full idea um maybe like an emo one do you have an emo one to hand oh i mean yes i've just gone onto a random tab uh but it's i guess emo um Sometimes they fight. Sirius is never really sure how it happens. He's too quick sometimes, too sharp, too direct, and Remus is too vague, too eager not to take a stance, too bloody diplomatic. Sirius will lose his temper. He's always the first to lose it, always, and shout, and then Remus will shout, which is always terrifying, and it'll be like the time that the ashtray buckled unexpectedly under the weight of too many apples and overbalanced sending dozens of round, hard lumps tumbling all over the floor. When Sirius storms out, brimming with fury, and goes to bang on James's door for reassurance and support, things are strange. James pats Sirius on the shoulder in a brotherly way, as Sirius recounts the sequence of events in a garbled, violent, moist-eyed manner. Lily, looking almost boyish in one of James's t-shirts, is woken up by his rantings. She tells him not to worry about it because she's a light sleeper and asks with female concern what the matter is. James replies Remus before Sirius can repeat his tirade. The knowing look that passes fleetingly between them infuriates Sirius so much that he shakes off all offers of tea and returns to the flat. <laughs> um, oh my I, god, I hate myself so much! Sorry, I'm shouting into the mic. Gotta say, I thought it was going somewhere else when it was uh, that he gets so angry at a knowing look between them that he shakes off I thought it was like shakes off his shirt and is now a wolf but it was just <laughs> doesn't doesn't want a cup of tea um, doesn't, doesn't fancy want a, a tea doesn't like just, um, just you've shaken off offers of tea before it's pretty uh... that's, that one was pretty deep um, okay so I've got a good example now I've got a few different things there like uh, there's a bit of a backstory it all makes sense to me mm -hmm. um, personally I found the uh I found the horny one the most enthralling. I think pop, <laughs> pop a bit of HTML in there and you've got yourself an absolute hit. You're definitely <laughs> going to win any of your EFED battles. Um, but now I score you on three categories, right? So the first category uh, is originality. Now, it's always a bit weird judging fan fiction on originality because by nature, there's a, uh, there's a reduction in originality to some stuff because it is literally about something else that exists. But you do take it in a new direction and you use phrases that I think are pretty original, like um, 
I mean, to be honest, you wrote a fucking football chant. <laughs> you wrote a homophobic football chant. I, I mean, how can this not be original? <laughs> I think it's got to be pretty high. It would be a five for originality, mm. but you you copied your screen name. So uh, because you took that screen name and then just like readjusted it for yourself to something like Sassy Ninja that we don't know about, I'll go for a four out of five for originality. Thank you. It's what I deserve. The, the next category is pure teen horniness. Oh, this is this podcast's first six out of five for pure teen horniness in yes. history because how could I possibly give it a five? There's other people have got five for far less, oh so this has to be God. a six out of five. That was insane. I mean, you wanted to end the story at the word cock, and then even by that point, it was a six. And then there was another couple of sentences <laughs> about the soap and lathering up, not even oh considering using his arms. Oh, it was it's so horny. I mean, it's so insanely horny. It was genuinely the tip of the horny iceberg. I just genuinely couldn't read you out. Anything yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what, so that's why it's a six, because it's like, I know that you are holding back. Uh, so six out of five for pure teen horniness. And finally, the last score is Mickey Mouse Club, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Goose score, which is like, what potential mm. does it show for the, the star we now know you to be? How close does it show to sort of like the work you've gone on to write and create? <laughs> now, <laughs> now, what may, maybe listeners don't know is that you actually wrote Harry Potter. So it's really close. Um, <laughs> it's really close. <laughs> no, you didn't write Harry Potter, but you have written several pawns. Uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this. It doesn't feel that close to me. I mean, I've not seen you do anything this overtly uh, sexual in your stand-up before. No. Um, <laughs> I have. I, I, d- I do talk about lesbian pornography. I have talked about watching. Yeah, pornography I've recently. seen you talk about porn, and I've also seen you talk about the sort of subjects that you would have wanted to debate when you were writing a magazine. So yeah. there is elements of it throughout, but mm. uh, it's not entirely. It's not really. I can't. Yeah, the shower scene. I mean, I can't really imagine. But I'll go for a because there's just aspects. I'll go for a three a out three. of five. Um, which is a 13 out of 15 score, which is pretty Ooh. fucking high. That's one of the highest ones. And the horny, the horny numbers really, really lifting you up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but I exactly. think I deserve it for. Um, oh for God, you've absolutely earned it. You've earned it. <laughs> and now it comes to the time where I must level the playing field by reading you something of mine. Um, this, I was older than you were, and this is fucking so embarrassing. And I, it's. It's become a bit relevant. The conversation is not necessarily gone how I expected it to, but we have talked a lot about computers and the internet and being of a certain generation. And this is me desperately trying to reference loads of them. This document on my computer is called Odd Rap. Oh my uh, God. And this is, here it oh goes. Oh my God. <clears throat> There's a line in it that is, I, I'm going to struggle to say because it, I hate it. It makes me feel so uncomfortable. Okay. You can't just press escape to make it all go away. <gasps> and if you press return, that doesn't take you back to yesterday. Backspace only works in Monopoly and page down doesn't make her sit on top of me. This is a keyboard lobotomy. I can't make me... Sorry, Sophie's face on the Zoom. Her mouth is wider than I've ever seen anything in my life. She cannot believe it. Um, Okay, I'll start again. I'll start again and I'll do it with less Sorry, I will cover my mouth. No, 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 it's perfect. I mean, that's the line I was scared of. You can't just press escape to make it all go away. And if you press return, that doesn't take you back to yesterday. Backspace only works in Monopoly and page down doesn't make her sit on top of me. This is a keyboard lobotomy. I can't be moved. So don't try to press shift, bitch. That's just rude. I'll F1, I'll F2. I'm on an F in roll. I'll asterisk your brackets and then I'll print screen my control. Alt delete. I'm ready to click button done. Did someone press numlock because my lock's gone numb? It's time for system reboot as I fall asleep. As you cuddle your modem while you're counting sheep. Oh my god! Oh my fucking god! I need to not get too close to the mic while I react to that. Firstly, what the fuck? Secondly, I actually love it. I actually think that's good. When you started, I was like, "This is like Penguin. Like this is you telling on yourself. Why have you created a format in which you do this to yourself?" Yeah, yeah, I know. So I can't. uh, Did you write uh, that? Did you write that today? <laughs> I've run out of early work. I had to find something. Um, it's I can't that like I often don't get embarrassed on here about these things because the whole point of this I think was to own it so that I could no longer feel shame about these things. But we've got to the point where I've used up all the work that I'm sort of like don't think is good, but I'm sort of like oh you know that standard teenage fair. And now we're into the stuff where I'm like fuck me, I have to read this out. I think it's um, beautiful. 
And this sit down on top of me line is one of the worst things I've ever heard. It's a bit Bo Burnham, mate. I think it's, there's all these glimmers. I think what's in all this stuff is that there's glimmers of stuff that could really be good. Like, <laughs> there's glimmers of, like, punchlines, maybe, with, like, just because mm. stealing it. Or glimmers of, like, you, you clearly know your way around a, a syllable. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, just, Monopoly lobotomy, I'll take that. Yeah, but just the person you that are is someone but, that I don't want to hang out with. God, no, fuck me, that's awful. Do you want to know how old I was when I wrote that? Yes, please. 18. Oh, I think that's fine. Okay. I don't think, okay, it so- I don't, I don't think it sounds like you're really young. I just think it sounds like you, um, you might think that that would impress women. It yeah. sounds like when you're writing it, you think that they're going to be like, oh. Oh, I'll F1, I'll F2, F- like F1, the keys F2. on a keyboard. Oh my Page God, that's down. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your print screen, your control. Yeah. That's clever. Um, fuck me, yeah. Uh, so, well, I need the scores now. So first up, it's originality out of uh, out of five. What are you giving that odd mm. rap? It's called. Okay, I'm going to be quite harsh. Sure. I, no, well, be maybe, honest. Maybe, no, no, no. I'm not, uh, be honest. Be honest. Um, I think I'm going to give it. Maybe this is not harsh because I genuinely loved it. I think for originality, I cannot give it the full five because I immediately felt a glimmer of like a young lyricist. I feel like. You know, like it had that sort of. We could, I could say Jason Mraz if I wanted to be mean, but I won't. <laughs> uh, I'll say a young Marshall Mathers. I think it was sort of. I kind of saw what it was trying to be. So even though it was original work, there was a sort of attitude that I thought we were trying to do. So I'll say four for originality, okay. because I'll I think that it. there were some, some some fun bits of language in there that I really enjoyed. But I I felt that like you were trying to be a certain kind of dude. I've ripped off loads of people in that. I think even Sit Down on Top of Me was taken from that song AO Technology. I think oh, this is basically A-O. that. Yeah. I'm tired of using technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you sit down on top of me? Oh, wow. I should have I mean, this is literally that. This is, like a geek, that. this is like a geek version of that because that is about... Uh, literally, I'm tired of using technology and then it has the word Sit Down on Top of Me in it and I've just written a whole thing about press escape, control, alt, delete and then it says Sit Down on Top of Me. I think this is a nerd version of that. I mean... <laughs> I now I now I now see the direct the direct yeah I mean, it's exactly the same. <laughs> but, if you want to I change mean, your originality score, it's fair enough. No, I think in a way I think it's a it's a new kind of homage. Yeah. Okay. I'll take I, it. I like um, it. Pure teen horniness. Hmm. So I feel like you obviously have a penis. But I think you're Thanks kind for of like. That last. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, I just wanted to clear. Up. You were like, slip it in somewhere in the chat. And I yeah. like, just how obvious it is that you have a penis. The listeners need to know this. I mean, Reese has a penis. It's pretty clear to see. Not to to, to literally see, but it, I assume it's there. I feel it in as well. I mean, I was worried about. I was worried about getting cancelled for reading out that chant. And now you're basically <laughs> you're putting it out there that I'm on this Zoom. With <laughs> Do my do- podcast. Guess what? Um, Good God. I feel like. It's. I don't feel like it's that horny. Can you remind me what you said? What What's the bit that comes just before sit down on top of me? It says he doesn't really care about it. Uh, backspace only works in Monopoly, and page down doesn't make her sit on top of me. It feels kind of a bit frustrated. It feels. I'm gonna say incel. It mm. feels like oh, there's yeah. this, but it's not. You're not letting your horniness run free because I think you feel like you got some sort of control and awareness over it. So I think it's also caged. Uh, so I think I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. It's a cage horniness. <laughs> that should be my username. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, Mickey Mouse Club. Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gooskull. What potential does it show for my current vibe? I think that after everything I've said about it so far, this might come across the wrong way, but I think it's like a solid six. <laughs> <laughs> I think I imagine you like, I was really impressed when you read me, even though not all of it was accurate, but I feel like you were like a really bright boy. I feel like you were a bright little boy. And I feel like you gave off this like relaxed, easy Don Juan. Is he a sexy guy? Casanova vibe at 18. I'd be like, that does not tally with what I assume. Sure. But kind of having this sort of like, burgeoning energy uh i think i think it fits with the vibe i think it re- it really charmed me 
and I'm grateful that <laughs> you're mean, no longer yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I think it. I mean, repressed rage. I think. Uh, I mean, that's like a, and also it's, it's like overtly trying to sound clever, mm. and sort of there's a slight swing and a miss element to it. Oh. It's just me being like, oh, I'll do this really. Th- I'll do this scheme where I include all this cool stuff. Yes. And, uh, sort of what I've been doing for a long time. Okay, so what what score is it? Oh, you, you wanted me to count? I think it was six plus 3.5. Six. Plus four. Oh, no, not the total. I just wanted that. That one's a six. Yeah. Okay, so it's third. Oh, my God. 13.5. You've given me 0.5 more than you got. Oh! <laughs> just scraped it. 13 is hard to beat, and I've beaten it by 0.5. Very impressed. Uh, and now we come to the point where you will read us one final thing that will have music put under it, produced up uh, okay. by the people at Radio X, by Neil at Radio X, who will then put sound effects, music, make it dramatic, make it sound epic. I, I, I will. Um, okay. Uh, okay, no, 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 that's a different one. Oh, like, there's one like, okay, so the, I'm looking at one. I thought it would be quite a good film that's dramatic. It's the one that's quite earnest. And like, there's one that he's like looking at Sirius and just like loving him. There's one where like he can hear Sirius wanking. <laughs> And he starts working as well. <laughs> oh, definitely do that. Definitely do oh, that. Oh God, I don't know if it sounds good. okay. I'll, I, you know what? I'll read the first paragraph of both. The wanking bit is actually. It feels like it might be long, but it is wanking, so it'll, it'll be fun. <laughs> I'll, I'll motion like yeah, okay. I'll just do it, and then you can. We can. It's fine. Remus can hear noises. All right, one of those noises is the plink plink of the tap that no one could quite force closed. Not even Peter, who although deceptively soft and pink, can summon on occasion flashes of gargantuan strength. And another is the steady machine drill of James's snores. For the first four months that they shared the same dorm, none of the others got a wink of sleep, but now they're so used to the sound that it's become a sort of rumbling lullaby. And there's the damp wind blustering outside, but the window panes have dulled it so it's hardly anything more than a murmur. Behind those noises, there's the sound of breathing. Fast, rhythmic breathing, coupled with the sound of material moving around. It's serious. The sound is so slight that it's barely audible, especially with James's snores drowning it out. If Remus doesn't concentrate on it, it almost disappears. He can roll over and go back to sleep. Remus concentrates on it. The last shred of sanity that resolutely stuck it out when all the others abandoned him is screaming in his brain, but Remus concentrates on it. Remus's trembling hands... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you want me to go on? <laughs> Remus... <laughs> yeah, Re- come on, let's, we might as well. Yeah, I'm sorry. It said I was, I, if I'd gone before, I'd have found one that was like quite short sex, but anyway... Remus pictures what Sirius's face must look like. Eyes half closed, a golden glow of perspiration lining his forehead, cheeks flushed and lips parted in a noiseless moan. Almost noiseless. A muffled note from Sirius's poor poster floats into the near silence. Remus screws his eyes shut and drinks in the sound of Sirius, trying not to make any noise or think about anything, least of all what he's doing. It's as if all he can hear are Sirius's damp, ragged breaths and the thudding of his heart in his chest and the noises all around him and he can almost smell the pine-tipped scent of him and taste the warmth of his skin. Remus gives a little gasp (laughs) and feels himself jerk against his hand at almost the same time as Sirius's harsh breathing stops abruptly. Remus opens his eyes. He's in his bed, and his toes are cold, poking out of the duvet. There's no sound at all in the dorm, except for James's snores. Remus feels breathless and sticky with shame and guilt. He eases himself out of bed and pads to the bathroom to clean himself up. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my Um, God. (laughs) Let me just say, I am very much looking forward to our producer having to find sound effects for that one. I know, I, I was mean, like, the only sound effects are boys wanking. It's <laughs> just groaning noises. I mean, if you can't find any of those for on any kind of free SFX website, I think he's going to have to do them himself, a bit of ADR. <laughs> <laughs> just... I love it. Specifically, the only noises, the, the sound of a young boy wanking. Could you yeah. get that or make that? <laughs> 
at least at least type it into a search box and have it in your history. That's what I want. Um, oh. I mean, any story that ends with he was breathless and sticky with shame and guilt is uh, a story, a positive story in my eyes. Um, that's fucking incredible. Thank that's- you so much. From this sassy gonna, ninja to another. I'm gonna I'm gonna bump up the horny score to a seven. Frankly, <laughs> you can have fourteen. You can have fourteen. You can win. I don't mind. <laughs> Well, there it was, Sophie Juker. Don't say I didn't warn you about those adult themes. My God. Listen, I'm going to level with you here. Neil Fern, with thanks and apologies to Neil Fern, who edited that originally, um, but half of Sophie's fanfiction was left blank, so I had the experience myself of finding license-free sound effects of heavy breathing and panting to do the first half of that, which is why the music changes, and I found it disconcerting. Okay, now I see the flaw in the format, that the editor is deeply unhappy, feels like a wizard pervert, and doesn't know what to do. Alright, it was genuinely horrible thinking, alright, I've got to suddenly find the noise of a little Hogwarts student. It didn't feel good, okay? It didn't feel good to find that sound. And also, now that's that's, that's in my search history. Like I said, and now I've got to live with that. Anyway, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.